Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. Have you missed us? <laughs> I hope so. It's been uh, a couple a f- of days. Yeah, a you've few been days. you've been clawing at the clutches, waiting for us to come <laughs> back, Chris. I actually uh, thought the other day, like I'm you know, I really want to hear my own voice again. That's what I want to do today. So <laughs> it's been it, it has been actually it's been a while since we recorded, really. It's been over uh, almost ten days. So. It has. Um so this edition we're covering our draft recap. So we we had our 10-man draft comp on the Saturday just gone. We may have been a bit intoxicated. Sorry about that video on uh, Facebook. And for those following at home, Chris had to do a couple of shots of tequila. <laughs> oh, yeah. Robbie Gray That's was a- not the first forward picked. <laughs> and uh, Lance Franklin actually went one pick earlier. And I Chris, could not believe it. You were Who? devastated. You're like, Franklin! Of all I, the people, I, Franklin! I, could, I would be okay if it was anyone else. Well, no, not anyone else. But I, I can understand. Lucky maybe. Hunter. No, definitely <laughs> Damn, you're lucky Hunter. I can understand like a... A Heaney or maybe a Billings going before Gray at a stretch. But Franklin, really? Sorry, Wes, but really? Like, no. No, sorry. That's just didn't happen. Should I was happen. laughing. I think Chris was laughing because someone picked Franklin in, like, the <laughs> yeah. third round. And then I made him aware that uh, we had this little side bet. And then things got a little bit um, I, out of hand. I know you didn't taste the tequila, but it actually tasted quite good. So I was okay with it at the same time. <laughs> you, I think you were mainly happy that my draft picks just started to get worse and worse as the night went on, right? Yes. So, look, that's what we are. We are here to talk about draft. Um, so, Chris... Chris, what was your strategy going into tonight? So we had a 10-man draft comp. Actually, first things first, let's get the you know the elephant out of the room, should yep. I say. Uh, linear versus snake. Yeah. Uh, we had a couple of haters, obviously, that don't know much about anything. <laughs> um, no, I think, I, look, I, I, my honest opinion um, for draft comps is this. Um, if you're running a, a, a completely random draft comp, 100% you should be running a snake-style uh, draft. Um, it does kind of even things up a little bit closer, um, especially at the top end. After the first or second round, it's really a free-for-all anyway. It's only really the top round of picks, that, uh, top two, maybe three rounds of picks that really matter with a snake. Outside that, it's going on your perceived value anyway. Um, so yep. it doesn't really matter either way you look at it. And if we look back 12 months ago, you perceived Dion Prestia. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised you didn't pick him. At, surprised you didn't pick him at a 110 average this year, Chris. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't manage to get Prestia. Actually, he went like pretty he, early. He did go early. So, so again, it's about perceived he was on value. Like, yeah. So I mean, the, people jump. People jump for those that they want. And um, we were, we were, I think, we were both remarkably surprised at some of the jumps. Yeah, we were some thrown. We were thrown were, back. So you know, always go in with a plan B or a plan C. Have your yeah. Strategy in place. Like my strategy was not to go 100% loading up on defense, mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes up pretty much loading up. On yeah, defense. but but that's <laughs> what, that's what you have to do. Sometimes you have, you to, have adapt. to react. You adapt. really have to react yeah. and adapt. So look, with that we have you know five competitions throughout the year. We're all friends, so it's all competitive. We don't care if last Lots place. Lots of as you know yeah, from like, the podcast. If you're last place, well then stuffed. You know stuff. Yeah, you should have tipped better. You should have had a better ladder predictor. You know we have yeah. five different competitions to work out. The Number order. one, and this is where I failed last year, is tipping. So about halfway through the year, 
our Thursday night game came along and I forgot. And about halfway through the game, I was like, damn it. But I need to remember for tomorrow. And then I didn't remember for the next day. And then I literally. But your problem was is that once you forgot tipping, you just like gave up and you went from like sixth place to last because you're like, oh, well, I've missed one, one, I've missed one tip. So what's the point of tipping anymore? Uh, Ludicrous. So look, that's why we do linear. It is, I find it works for us. It's good for banter. We actually work really hard to try and improve our place. Yeah. Um, And that's why we do it. So the tipping's a skill based element. Uh, The ladder predictor is, is luck. And yep. skill, of And then course. we have like 2020 comps where it's all random. So yeah, so there is a random help. element too to it, um, which, you know, so... It keeps it fair. I went from 10th place to 9th place in the last game of the year, which was yeah. the And we had some guy go from 7th to... 4th. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it happens. It's, it is a bit element of randomness and an element of competition, which we like. And yep. we like the fact that, that the great thing is you've got to be involved all year anyway. Because you want to improve your draft pace for next year. Yep. And it's not just all random. What we found and I've found definitely in the past is that if you get a late pick randomly, you don't care anyway. You probably you start the year and you just don't care after week two regardless, um, even if it's snake or whatever it may be. Um, the idea is that uh, the, the team that we have and the, the people that we have, they get better and better at picking every single year. And the teams get more and more competitive, and yeah. that was and more this year. Evident it this was year. it was definitely evident definitely. this year. People jumping, and it's kind of that that strategy place as well. If you have picks six or seven, do you know what I mean? Like, do you just follow the sheep and kind of get the seventh best mid, the seventh best defender, the seventh best forward, or do you shake it up? And then all of a sudden, if you start picking the best forward, and then everyone else starts picking the best forward, then all of a sudden you're ahead of the game, and then you pick the best defender, and then people start picking after yeah. you. So you can really actually shape. One it. thing that I was actually really surprised with exactly what you just said there is that usually it's a follow the leader that as soon as, like, say, a Gorn goes or a Laird goes or whatever it may be, people go, oh, they're gone now. I need to jump on them right now. When you went um, Laird at pick 21, I think it was? Yep. So his third uh, pick. Still, a lot of defenders still went, but not as many as I yeah, thought. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an avalanche of defenders just, just went out, and it, it didn't actually end up that way because I think people just over, overlooked you as uh, <laughs> being good at supercoach and went, nah, <laughs> don't worry about this. Don't worry, this. he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, so it's always good to reflect. Like That's what we did. We wrote down uh, you know, the picks and stuff, so we'll go through that as well. Uh, but look, Chris, your draft plan, what was yeah. your strategy heading in? So uh, I was pick nine. So I have to really maximize value. And so what I did before draft, um, you would have noticed that we set out a, a spreadsheet to the community, uh, both on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, and we use that spreadsheet as a guide. Now, what I did on that spreadsheet is I added another column at the end and I put a predicted average of every single player in that list. It was a little bit time consuming. Um, and it is all based on my personal opinion, my personal knowledge, um, info from injuries, how their preseasons are tracking, uh, is their role changing, um, have they changed clubs, and how does that impact their in- entire uh, this year, this year? Well, that sounds so very boring, Chris. It is comple- <laughs> it's completely boring. It's the most boring thing I've ever done. However, what, oh. it, what it enabled me to do is um, is be able to pick people at, at, a, at a chance where I, I saw they had value, but also at a chance where I can get a player who might have averaged 85, who I think might be going to 90 or 95. Yep. Um, and so uh, the way that I did that is I then went into my spreadsheet again, my trusty old spreadsheet that I've already got the predicted averages, and I set up a new column, which was um, it literally added the two, so their last year's average and your predicted average, and then divided by two. So you got a, a number directly in the middle, and that's where I tried to pick someone. So if I had a guy that was averaging 90 last year, and I predicted him at 110, then I would pick him up at 100 average. So that's how I, I planned out my pick order. I then organized them exactly by where I thought they would go. 
and then printed out that list in, in that order and then crossed out as I went through, uh, as people were reading out their names. Yeah, although it's funny, if someone picked somebody well in advance, Chris is working off his spreadsheet and he's like, hang on, let me just flick through five <laughs> yeah. pages. You know what, don't worry, I'm yeah. not going to pick that guy. That guy's not, a, not even on my yeah. radar, let's let's move on. Whereas what I prefer to do, if they make a bad pick, I just applaud them. I'm like, great pick, <laughs> yep, great pick. You keep making well those all, make those all day, mate. These are, this is an all-Australian move right here, yeah. let's do it. Let's Pretty let's much, you just applaud one. them, like, yeah, great pick, and then they get this confidence, like, yeah, I'm picking all these outsiders yeah. yeah people love to pick like that guy that's completely left field that is going to be terrible but I know like, someone no, stole Lockie Hunter too <laughs> he did he went well early we were like, upset about the Lockie Hunter steal so, so look my strategy um, I went in there hoping to get some good midfielders but I was wary I uh, did a few little practice drafts and stuff like that um, and there's, there wasn't much defence this year so once you get through the the top like what 88 average and above after Based that, after that, that, it just went slim yeah. pickings. I had a look. There was a big group of people I didn't like. So my my strategy was to actually go and pick up uh, maybe two or three quality defenders and then come back in. So go midfield, two or three quality defenders, maybe a forward if I thought there was some value there, and then load up again on midfield to come back in and fill out and get some speculative uh, D4, D5, and then F4, F5 picks because I thought there was a lot of value down the bottom end. Um, but what happened is when we actually ran the draft, it was a midfield fest. Yeah, like they, it every, really was. Everyone kept literally. So I went and got. Um, so I went and got Ablett uh, after Dangerfield. So I was pretty lucky with that. I was tossing and turning. Uh, I didn't really should have gone Bont. The same. Yeah, I was going to go Bont and Pelly or you know Oliver was there, but look. You know, you live and learn. But I do like Ablett. I think if he has a good year. Plus, I didn't. I didn't want him to slide a pick down because if he had five with an Ablett as a VC, so I was like, well, you know what? Danger for me is a, a permi captain. Chances are, unless someone goes massive, I'm not going to take it anyway. So I don't mind having Ablett as a second pick if it was. Even any, though you can't leap on him, just even, even though I can't leap on him. Yeah, but anyway. So look, uh, but by the time I actually got, um, you know, my few midfielders, I went and got defence. So I got Laird, Tui, and and Hita Shaw. Uh, good old heater, mate. Blessed you, so repay the favour. <laughs> got to go with him. Repay the favour. Yeah, I but, got, but uh, at, at that point, at that point, right, the most of the, the good forwards had pretty much gone, and then the midfield, like we're talking, like I was literally going to be looking at maybe a Cochin or worse. Actually, I think even he was gone. Like the midfield was just absolutely obliterated. I'm sure you'll be able to have a look there, Chris, on the on the list there. But once I sort of went through Crips and I managed to get Ollie Wines uh, partway down. And from there, the midfield was just real sketchy. It really bottomed out after. It so bottomed out. So I'm like, well, what's the point in me going and trying to get some of these guys when there was more value to be had? Like, I was real keen. I had, you know, like Sheed and all these other sort of up-and-comers, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, on field, like, people have selected people like Atkins and, and Burgoyne, um, Liberatore, which I know you're big on, um, Armitage coming back after a, a year out on yeah. field, you know, like uh, picks that I would never even have entertained. People are going those because there was just nothing else at the time. I think um, one thing that was uh, was really evident was a lot of people went um, for mids, and including me. And that was that was part of my strategy was go mids early unless I see a ridiculously good yeah. um, pick that, that was outside the scope. Um, and that's why I went uh, Robbie Gray. Yeah, in the, and it's in always the it's round, always a gamble. So. Like I went. To defence, I was hoping to come back to the midfield, but everyone had already stacked their midfield, so I actually thought I could probably get away with picking, you know, one more person, and then mm. they won't go midfield because they've already got five or six deep. But no, they just kept going. Yep, so from there, I just had to adapt, and like I'm happy with most of my side. I did make a few errors, I think. Um, 
you know, like Chris and I discussed as well, like I picked up um, Laird at uh, what start of the third round, pick 21. Yep. Whereas if I had have known I could have got a Dane Beams and then still got a Hibbert in the fifth round, then I would have done yeah, that. Yeah, Hibbert didn't go until Hibbert didn't five, go until like halfway through round five, you yeah. know. So just those kind of things, it's a bit of a risk yeah. reward. So what we might do just to sort of uh, outline um, where things went with us and where it surprised, uh, we'll go through the first 20 picks in terms of where they fell. And that might give you a little bit of an idea of where, uh, even if you're in an 18-man field, uh, where you should look at your at your picks. Um, outside of that, we're just going to then go through what surprises as to where they f- uh, fell. Yeah, and most um, of our league's competitive. You've got like, a couple of guys, maybe only two, that kind of don't know as much, you know. Yeah. So some of their picks are a bit funny, but... You know, they have fun with yeah, it. Yeah, we, but su- the rest we of were surprised it, with a couple. The rest, the rest are pretty, yeah, competitive. So yeah, definitely, yeah. Obviously, they see value for some reason, even if we might not. Yeah, and look, that's at the end of the day. That's what it all is. I mean, even me putting my predicted averages down, according to me, I had an awesome draft. But, um, you know, that's because I think that those players are going to go better. So, yeah. And I'm sure everybody else, if they were to do theirs, they wouldn't say the same. So Yeah, I don't know why people ripped on your team versus mine, actually, because I had to look back over your side, and it's pretty solid for, no, where, no. You, for where you were. <laughs> well, for where you were was actually yeah you know, quite from decent. pick nine um, in a in a linear draft. I think I did not too bad, um, but we'll we'll go through our teams at the end. Yep, sure. Um, so you had danger, obviously. I don't think that was too too hard for you to. No, I think I even pick let, one. I let that one field. slip. I even called my team Danger Zone before it even released. <laughs> Although now I've got Gary Ablett at pick. I uh, got him at eleven. So now my team's called Dablet. Nice. You just like dabbing because you're an idiot. No, I just <laughs> I just think it sounds I think it sounds fun and it combines them both together because they're going to be a one two punch combo. My nice. Friend. Now I I would have picked five at two, but would you have seen? Could you have seen anyone else picking? Uh, I think uh, I would have picked him at two, but I can understand if people went Titch or, or Dusty. Or so, Dusty. Yeah. So five. I think Dusty's probably a, a good second option if you're not going five. But I thought. Yeah, but in the eighteen man comp, I think Dusty went second. So and then five went fifth. So yeah. it, it could be depending on your preference again. But look, five went second behind Danger. Dusty was third and Titch was fourth, which yep. is exactly how we sort of saw that first four. First going. four, I think, were a no-brainer, and most people would understand yep. it, it's some order of that of those four. Correct. Five was the biggest, like the first time I went, what just happened? The biggest shock. Because <laughs> I was just assuming Kelly, he's a gun, he because he still has scope to improve. It, and look, to be and fair, we had a we we, we spoke about this pre-draft picks five to fifteen. It's a it's a lottery, really. Um, it is. It's, it's who values who more. And so that was a little bit, uh, but I just did not see, well, Rory Slo- uh, Sloan coming in at pick five. I thought that was a, I, again, I, I have Matt Crouch over him, so. Well, I'm hoping he has uh, gets tagged when I verse him, to yeah, be honest, because. I, I'm hoping to as well. They clearly didn't listen to our podcast. He, he did prospectus. not. He did not, but he must think, he's like, oh, well, Gibbs will get tagged. I'm like, I'm pretty uh, sure Sloan's still Who's a better player? Pretty Let's sure Sloan. ask 50 people who you think is a better player, Sloan Sloan's like, Gibbs. hey, this, I'm out of contract after this. You leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I just don't get it. No, so Sloan anyway. went at pick five. That was a huge shock to us. Which, I've, I've me yeah. and Ben looked at each other and went, what? Well, mate, the, the guy at six must have been laughing because, bang, straight in Kelly. Yeah, and he just snapped him up just like that, which I thought was a great pick. Yeah. And then this is where it helps to know know your teammates as well. So the guy at pick seven is a Brisbane fan. Huge Brisbane uh, fan. So he, he was like, oh, if Zorko's still available, I'm like, mate, he'll still be available. He will, like, he guaranteed. Will. So Zorko, pick seven. Yep. And then uh, the, surprising to me at this point because I, I didn't think I'd have this option, but at eight went Pendlebury. 
Um, yep, I was expecting I Matt Crouch. I thought I would be. I the, thought Matt yeah, Crouch, I thought at Crouch would be at eight. eight. Would be. Yep. Oh, that's that's a steal for pick eight. Yeah, Matt Oliver. I mean, Oliver's still a, a, and Oliver's a, a available. But yeah, he went Pendlebury. Or Ab- so. Ablett too, as well. And I was Ablett like, okay, was I'm probably not going to get any of those. No. And so when when Pendlebury went at eight, which I think's probably a little bit overs, to be honest. Yep. Um, I was <laughs> I was surprised. I had a choice between Crouch, Ablett. Uh, Bont and Oliver, really, yep. at the end of the day. Um, so pretty much pick 11, I was expecting to have maybe Pendlebury, Bont and Pelly, like Merritt and Sloan as an option, and I was pretty much going to be going Bont and Pelly over Pendles and those other ones. I don't know why everyone's really keen on Merritt, but yeah. you know, it's, again, down to preference, but to have them go earlier, like Merritt, Sloan, and Pendlebury on the first round, then I was really left with that decision. Yeah, it really opened up our choices well, early. And, and I, I actually had to spend a good minute like literally to go well holy crap like who do I want Ablett or do I want Bond or do I want um, Oliver and I was really quite keen on Oliver but then I was like I don't know like I was just as far as ceiling and everything goes I was like well I think Ablett's a good safe um, in terms of at very least, you're saving yourself from not having to verse him. Yeah. Although, if I had so a, looking terrible. back on my team now with my weaker defense you want on Bond, the bottom, well, no, at the, my, as my weaker defense on the bottom end, I would have actually probably preferred someone from a different team, but uh, yeah, and someone enough. that plays uh, that's not as injury prone. Yeah, you picked up. I was a lot hoping of to come. Players. I was hoping to come back and get some quality guys and not get like a, an injury prone Omira. Um, no, nah, that's yeah, a terrible so, pick. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I was left with, <laughs> yeah. Chris. You know, like the midfield got absolutely. Tapped I went. Out. I went crouch purely on the fact that. Um, I need consistency as a as a captain choice, and that's what he delivers. That um, I wanted Ablett. Uh, if if I if I had to choose between Ablett, um, Pendles, and Bont, I was going to go Ablett. It was only Crouch that could have delivered me what I wanted, and I got him, so I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, pick ten merit. Yeah, well, fair enough. He wants him, he- uh, and this is where sort of value comes into it. So I don't, I don't personally value merit as a real top ten uh, mid, and it's only because. He plays too much outside, which means especially that he over hasn't been really o- I would have gone an Oliver probably over yeah, him, but you, w- you know, go figure. But look, you each know, to their own. Like I don't much. think it's. I, I definitely don't think it's a terrible pick. Um, it's just not a me pick. It's just yeah. not who I would pick. So, but um, after that, yeah, um, Ablett went pick eleven, which then course. went Bonson Pelly, uh, and then followed Oliver. from there is Oliver. So that makes sense. Oliver yeah. sliding to pick thirteen is pretty crazy. So yeah, crazy. And um, and then another shock uh, pick fourteen was Taylor Adams. Yeah, so, very, very shocked with that. I think he definitely wasn't listening to the podcast where yeah. we said his his back end was huge. So if you it want to have a good, look, good, and I understand. Yeah, have a look at his stats. His back end was huge. He averaged like one twenty plus. Yeah, one twenty over the last yeah, eleven. But I Pendles think. wasn't there for the last how many, and it was a bit skewed. So look, could be a good pick. Not you know, rock, you know, but plus there's the speculation of Adams spending time in the back. I'm not really into that speculation. Yeah, but, but for me, I would have tried to pick up a um, like a Neil or a JPK or a Rocky probably over him to be honest. But yeah. look. That's just me. Um, um, Neil was the next pick, pick 15, um, Lockie Neil. And, and then that's when Gorn dropped Maxi at 16. Maxi Gorn. Yeah, so I, was, I was hoping, I was actually hoping he was going to go third round. I was actually going to pick him up at pick 21. Okay. Because yeah. his his ceiling is huge. So yeah. he'd be a good VC to have under danger just yep. because if he does go 170, boom, you take it. And uh, more information coming through today is that Hogan uh, is going to be playing more mid-minutes this year, which clearly to me says you're not playing Cam Pedersen because if you've got Tom McDonald and Hogan in the team um, and one of them playing pinch hit ruck, Cam Pedersen doesn't have a job this year. Yep. So that's really great for Gorn holders. I think the only way Pedersen actually gets a game is if he tries to fill the uh, Watts role. 
And to be honest, he could probably nah. only do half the job. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh, what's the matter? <laughs> <laughs> not that not that Watts really did a great job himself, but yeah, I don't see um, I don't see a really a role for Cam Benison this year in their team, the way it's structured yep, up and uh, way moving forward. And that's got to be great points for Gorn. Yep. Moving forward, that means he's got more um, job security for sure. I thought Gibbs was a bit earlier. Oh, that is a terrible pick. Pick 17 was Gibbs. Pick 17, Bryce Gibbs. Out of nowhere. Why? Maybe he likes, a man, me- maybe he likes a man bun. Maybe he's from Adelaide. He's like, oh, man I, bun Adelaide. I just didn't get that pick at all. I mean, he's uh, perennially, his, his biggest averaging you is 106, and you still have... Uh, JPK, Rocky, Trelaw, Beams, Heppel. Yeah. Um, like, you've got a whole bunch of mids that have or have potential to average a lot more. Yeah, correct. Um, it was a terrible pick, in my opinion, and, and well early. I, I yeah. couldn't imagine. I, so, and then this next pick upset you, Chris. It did. So, I had a plan. JPK went pick 18, and Chris is like, oh, what a great VC to have. He would have been a fantastic VC. JPK, yeah, he's a great VC. I had him pegged in my in my se- uh, second round. I wanted, yeah, that's what I wanted. So then Chris has gone, oh, Rockliff. <laughs> now the benefit was so the reason why I chose Rocky, I, I was actually I wanted to pick him up in third round. I didn't know if it was going to last that long, but I wanted I wanted to go. I probably would have picked him instead of Laird if he was available. Oh right, well, that's so that's good. Only for me. because Gorn was gone. If Gorn was available, I would have gone that. I think. But. And this is the whole thing. So I got forced into a position where um, I wasn't going to choose Rockliff because I was probably going to have Ablett. And I didn't want to have two guys that are injury prone, high ceilings, but also can ruin you every yeah, anyway. But you got Mr. Consistent in Crouch. That so may allowed me to go for Rockcliffe in the second round. Yeah. Um and in, instead of JPK. And that's why I wanted JPK consistency. But I'm happy to have Rockcliffe as a vice captain option, I tell you what. Because he can go big and I love Rocky, so wasn't too upset with that. Um, did Trelaw surprise you? Because I, I was he surprised. He did. I was that, hoping to like pick him up in like the fourth round or something. Yeah. Like, And that sounds really stupid when he gets picked up at the end of the second round. But, I mean, I actually thought... Last I year he pro- went early, could- didn't you? pick him up at... Pick- second round. Pick, pick 11. Pick third, pick uh, 11. No, pick 12. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, pick 12. So I got blessed last year as well. Um, it's just my life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's now or never. Um, that was a Bon Jovi reference for those playing at home. <laughs> well, the number one pick has never won. No, nah, even though we play linear in this comp, literally we've the number pick, one pick has never won. And we've had pick nine and ten because each week they get the first pick off the waiver, right? Yep. And there's usually, with ten people, there's some pretty good picks and up and coming, and they get the first preference. So in the first month... In a ten-man league... The waiver is honestly is almost m- more important, especially in the early rounds, it's to almost, identify the guys that didn't get picked up that are going to average big, like a Clayton yeah, Oliver. It's almost yeah, correct. Well, that was pre, that <laughs> yeah. was JLT, but uh, but still, it does happen. Whereas if you're coming last, you get first preference off the waiver. So if a guy all of a sudden, ch- you know, like their roles change and he's just killing it, bang, you get him. And if you're coming first, you get nothing. So it's almost yeah. worth tanking a couple of rounds, just to, just quietly. Just just putting Danger and Ablett on the bench for the first few rounds, eh? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll um, <laughs> I'll put O'Meara as captain, hey? Let's just... <laughs> he's not going to be playing round one. So yeah, that'll, that'll be, that'll be Surely good. he has to play round one, or <laughs> nah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Um, and then after that, so um, that's the top 20 guys, and which so, so it left a, a ridiculous amount of good picks that... We're just not there. Um, you know, if, at pick 23, Rance went. Oh, like, the, what is that? The third round was a so mess. So the Rance was the Mance. second defender. Manson. <laughs> Manson. Um, Rance, Heppel. Hannah's uh, went at pick 25. Yep. And how considering, how did we get him with pick like 73 in the 18? Yeah, we, like, we did an 18 man league and we, um, and we got Hannah's at pick 77. But no, it was, it was early. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, uh, so Yo went that round as well. So th- this is when the defenders started going. There was a few. And I thought, oh, 
at, at this point, when Yo went, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm going to get Gray here. And because I, I still rate Gray as the best forward of, uh, of the year this year. But Franklin goes at 27, which ruins my life. Two shots of tequila. <laughs> Two shots later. Um, and then I picked up Gray at, at 29, which is when the forwards actually uh, really started because Franklin's not a real forward. Um, and then surprisingly, so with Gorn going um, at pick 16, the second Ruckman, surprisingly, was Goldstein. Yeah, that was interesting. Which I, I don't, I don't mind the pick. I th- I rate him as, especially with all the press that he's had this week and last week. Yeah, but that was, yeah, and so that's probably that it. was mostly after that. The, but the yeah, you're press. right. I still though, Goldie, mind you, Goldie like, over Ryder. Yeah, Goldie over well, Nick Nat, but I suppose that's yeah, Cruiser, Ryder, pick. Nick Nat, all pretty much left Cruiser. In the, in Cruiser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and that's that goes again. So I mean, three rucks had been picked even before Ryder was even looked at. So. Yep. So, yeah, after that pick 31, I went with uh, Cripps. I just figure, you know, most of the other sort of mids are gone. So I was tossing up between him and a Parker. That's pretty much who was available. I, yep. didn't, want, I didn't want to get a Duncan. I figured he'd probably slide to a 105. I Plus, was, I, already had two, I already had two Geelong players. So I was like, well, I'm not getting the third. Yeah. Let's face it. So. I was I was hoping for Parker in that round. And uh, unfortunately, he went in with picks 36. Yep. So, um, so Heaney I went, went with Heaney McRae. Went, Heaney went in that fourth round as well. Yep. Um, yeah, so Nathan Jones went in uh, the third round, guys, <laughs> just in case no, anyone fourth, was playing fourth round, Pick 33, fourth round. Um, oh, yep. Yeah, but, yeah, Green, uh, McRae, Seb Ross. Seb Ross. Yeah. Like, uh, go figure. Like, Duncan. You could have got Duncan instead of you went Seb or Ross. Or Shields or Murphy or so, and at Stevens. The, at or... this point, um, in hindsight, I think I just got to be excited. I thought Paddy Ryder's still available in the fifth round. So I was like... Well, I don't think you expected Goalie to go so early. And then, yeah, you have a real... Apart from the premium rucks... As soon as you get past that sort of four to five mark, yeah, it drops off dramatically. It, then- it is, and looking at that, like as we said, if I had known with Laird, if I could have got a Hibbert in round five, which is the round that we're on at the moment, uh, I would have got a Beams or someone else of you know quality for that, and then I could have still come back and got a Hibbert. Hibbert went fifth round. Yeah, uh, I was, at that point in time, I was really surprised. Paddy Wright was still available. You know, I still put him, and he had a really good back end of the year. So I'm like, boom! I got excited. I was like, oh, I'll get. I quite like him. He did me well last year. I think he's a good ruck. Uh, pick yeah, sure. he's a great ruck pick. But then I picked him up, right? If I'd have known Cruiser was going to be available round thirteen. Round thirteen was when which, Cruiser went. Yeah, in, in an eighteen man league with what? No, 20? no, it was a ten man league. Oh, sorry, ten man yeah, league. In an eighteen man league, he went like second round. Yeah, like which is um, yeah, crazy. So yeah, go weird, figure. Really weird. So people definitely was, were not picking rucks. Which no, they apart they got from a, the first except first for the first pick. sort of four, yeah. and then I like I went with Paddy Ryder. So Steph Martin went before him as well, which is just ludicrous. Yeah. Um, well, Steph Martin went uh, the round before uh, Ryder. Yep. So, but again, in hindsight, if I'd have known Cruz was going to go late, I wouldn't have picked Ryder. Especially like it got to the point where Cruiser was available around thirteen, and Chris and one of the other guys who had picked two at this stage didn't have a ruck, and I was like, you know what, stuff ya, I'm going to pick up. I think he's thinks he's so good picking up picking up cruiser yeah, on probably, his bench. No, probably not the best move, except maybe <laughs> I could just loophole him for the year, or hopefully someone gets injured and use him as trade bait. But then when he picks up wits off the scrap heap like late anyway, then it's kinda like, well, he averaged like ninety five, so I don't really have much bargaining chips anyway. No, not so, with him. And I'll and uh, I can't let him go for free because that actually, would just be stupid. I'm actually really excited about my ruck actually now that I've had a look at it, but we'll go into that a bit later. Um, sure. So you went early. I thought you went early on Heath Shaw, but I can understand why. Uh, Hurley and Hibbard both went in the previous round. Then right before your pick, um, Jeremy Howe went. And if if you had a look at my sheet, the next um, defender that, w- that was on the list 
was he yeah, sure? I mean, I so got I like can an, understand why I could have got like him. an Ellis or something like that, but everyone was sort of jumping out of place. Maybe I did go around too well, early, I've, but I've I was like, you know what? Like, sure pegged as a higher predicted yeah, but, average. But, but would you have picked him over, say, like a Canilio? I would have picked him in, in yeah, that round. So basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, I was thinking like, yeah, you, you know what? 61. We're, we're up to the guys that maybe average 91, and after that kind of dropped off. So I'm like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to get sure if I don't go for him now. And I was like, I'm happy. He's a good well, player. I think so you're like, lucky you did it. because that round, Rich, Hooley, and Ellis all went. Yeah. So, so they, one of those guys would have picked up Shaw had you not have. Yeah. Uh, I and Woody last last of my picks. So I was very surprised that in the sixth round, uh, Shaw went 51. That was really surprising. Um, couldn't believe that Daniel Rich was selected again uh, uh, um, ahead of Hooley and Ellis. That's a, that's ridiculous in my opinion. I don't know why they did that. No, that's crazy. So, again, like Wes was saying, uh, beauty is you know, in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah. I rate Shaw. I've blessed him. So, I figured I need <laughs> I need to get him in my side, Chris. Sure. And you got oh, Canelio. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, I picked up Canelio that Canelio! round. And, again, only because the mids were getting snapped up. Yeah, crazy. Like, there was not many mids left that could potentially average over 100. Well, once you went Cornelia, I was like, geez, and someone went Ebert. I'm looking at the list, and they literally had gone either side and left wines available. And I was yeah. like, well, I he didn't could... want wines just no. because I just don't like But them. he could go big, and after that, it was dropping off. Like, literally, the next mid, you're looking at... Uh, like it drops off pretty much after that anyway. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. I mean, it was like look- Whitfield and and like those kind of guys. And I was like, Ugh, like I'll I'll take Ollie Wines, please. And yeah, I'm pretty glad I did. I don't mind Ollie. I had him years and years and years ago when he went from like a 70 average to 100, and he's just stayed there ever since. So now he's waiting to come home before he takes that next step, Chris. Yeah, I mean, I actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. One, yeah. He's waiting to come home. Sure, he is. Godzilla. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's back home now. I started this journey with him. <laughs> Him and Heater sure are going to make some love music together. At least, at least we can, you know, support each other through this journey. Um, <laughs> now, I did pick Caniglio ahead of of Wines, um, but only because um, he could I, go one five. Well, plus. I've I've put Caniglio as a one hundred five average this year. I don't think that Wines can quite get there. He's just, especially with the added people that are coming into the midfield and the unknown. I don't think he's going to be able to do that. That's just my personal opinion. And again, there's. There's no real reasons apart from my personal opinion as to why that would be. All right. So, Chris, what are these other sort of, um, like, I thought Monday went pretty early. Monday went in the seventh round, which is just stupidly early. I don't know why. Yeah, pick um, 66. Robertson surprised me as well. Um, the guy that picked him, it was his first defensive option. And, and to go and throw your first defensive option on a guy that is speculatively going to be average well is a real yeah, worry. Yeah, I don't mind it too much, but he did end the year horribly. So, look, it could work out for him. Yeah. Uh, I do prefer him over like a Tom McDonald. Um, well, so. And this is what happened after that. So uh, the next round, because everyone then started going defenders, um, we've got Hearn and McDonald went in the next round, which well, I think no, was that. I was looking, I was of, looking at I've gone, geez, I've gone Laird, I've got Heeshaw, Tui was still there. So yep. I thought, you know what, he's actually not a bad option. High 80s, he could average low 90s. So I thought, you know what, lock him up. I'll take him. Yep. Add him to my Geelong mix. I don't even know i got so many Geelong players. Like, they're not my side, but, you know, go represent. Yeah, and it, it kind of annoyed me because I wanted to pick up a decent defender. Yeah. And my number one defender ended up being Luke McDonald. Oh, sorry, no, uh, Lloyd. 
Yeah, uh, Lloyd. Which, which I got. I wouldn't have minded Lloyd. I probably if you know if I knew I could have got him another round later, I probably would have gone Lloyd instead. But yeah. I was happy with Tui. Well, I went Lloyd, and then two picks later, you went Tui. Then McGovern goes. Then then Hearn goes. Then McDonald goes. And then I'm like, oh wow, everyone's going defenders. I need to pick up another one, and that's when I went with Luke McDonald. Yep. So, so well, I actually knew which pick you were going for. Yeah, you. He I actually even, wrote it down. In his I hand wrote it down on my hand. I said, I, I know like, you. I, like, yeah. I know who you're picking. I got next. this one, guys. Don't and worry I was about like, me. Luke McDonald. And then I think that was actually just before you made your pick, before Nick Nat Nui went or something, or Gaffy yeah. even. I was like, I know who you're yeah, going yeah, next. you went two picks early. I made I made Crystal another shot of tequila, or I promised to tell his pick to the guys ahead of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no... See, there's no there's friends no friend. in drafts. It's, it makes sense. There's no friends. Um, did Nick Nat surprise you lasting that long? or Because I would have picked him if I... After Luke McDonald, I was going to go him. Yeah, uh, look, I think he's about right. That pick 80, he he has upside, but it's also injury concern. So it's going to take a ballsy person to pick them. I wouldn't pick him too early. I think the injury news prior to the weekend kind of helped let like let that slide. slide yeah. Yep. So that's why I'm surprised Hannah's didn't slide a little bit more because of yeah, the injury concern. Huge. Um, and just uh, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter or however you've actually come across this, uh, news did filter through today again from the Eagles confirming that Nick Nat's still on the road to recovery and likely to play JLT2 yep. as we speak. And if you're wondering Nothing's about the, the spreadsheet that we talk of, I mean, it's got three years of averages. You're also looking at games, time on ground, particularly for this year, percentages, disposal efficiency, stats. So you're looking at, uh, you know, we break it down. So all the stuff we talk about here, like how they average well on the back end or in a purple patch, uh, whether they're injured, any preseason news and injury news, it's on there. So it's on our, uh, it's on actually Facebook, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider and on Twitter, yep. which is SC underscore Insider underscore. So go on there and find just this. Just grab it. Yeah, just grab it. It's, it's a Dropbox folder. So you just go in there and help yourself. And then you can use that in the and future. And we've also, I've also put well. the, um, I think the draft order as well. I believe I've put that in the mix oh, as well. So they can have a look at exactly which picks went where. Um, yeah. Out, outside of that, um, I was actually really annoyed with that next pick. So pick 80 was Brendan Goddard. I don't know why. <laughs> but the one thing that annoyed me is that I was like, he's got to pick Wallace here. Yeah. And then I knew, because I knew you wanted to, go, you had to go forward. I this had round, to go forward. And I didn't want you to get Wallace. And I could not believe that he went for Goddard over Wallace. Like, what Goddard. a Goddard. But see, that, that, at that point, people are getting these really dodgy, low, you know, like not even 100, like 98, sort of 99 average mids. And they could be getting like high eighty average forwards and stuff. Like it's yeah. just it's crazy. Well, forwards point. with potential. Yeah. Um, so eighty two was Rory Lobb, which I thought was really early on a guy well, that's injured at the moment, not even confirmed to be available well, for they any passed JLT on, matches. They could have waited and even gone like a Gunston or someone that could still oh, get over heaps. eighty. There's I mean, Devin there. Smith was still available. Yep. Well, yeah, I, I, which was really surprising to me. I mean, Jack Viney went at eighty six. That was a bit silly. Prestia eighty eight round nine. Yep. That was the that was the one. And you thought that I wanted to that go Prestia that round for sure, right? That's no, that's not that right. round. I thought you'd probably go the one after. Maybe once you got your Devin. I got Devin Smith, and look, I, I I'm big on him this year. Um, touted to play a lot of midfield time, and I think he'll get it. Yeah, um, I'll be very surprised if he doesn't average ninety five to one hundred. Chris rates him. I do rate him. I think he's um, probably the best value forward if you're not taking into account potentially Sicily, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. So pretty much when you get to round 10, people are picking up like a steal... Um and like those kind of guys, so like Lions and Steel and like ninety. So you're looking at like the best what fifty mids had pretty much been taken within the yep. first like nine 100%. rounds. Hundred percent, everything's gone. Um, like, which and is you just, crazy. You just really like 
you're just really That's scrounging crazy. around for, for value at this point. Um, I was crazy that um, I actually really wanted Shane Savage. Huge back end to the last year. I think he's going to have uh, that continued this year uh, with his role. Um, and then that, I didn't pick him because JJ was still there. Witherden was still there. So I could probably pick him up later. <laughs> and then I come and I actually got, I picked up JJ really early for me, like round yeah, 10. You went early on. I him. went early and then Witherden went the same round and then Chris was crying and picked up Lambert. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I wasn't crying. Lambert. Um, Big on him. N- Nan Curvis went before Cruiser. Could you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I was a Richmond fan though. So, you know, look, no nah, figure. That but is just silly. Look, yeah, um, we'll just wrap up the sort of back end. There's a few. Uh, Controversial one. Someone picked up Zach Williams, even though he had it written down on his sheet who not to pick. He had a list. Don't pick this guy. Don't pick this guy. They're out for the year. And then he goes and picks him. And then Chris is like, no, no, no. I'm like, mate, he knew. Tough luck. I'm trying to help a brother out, you know. No. Hey, he screwed me over in the end anyway. We'll talk about this. But I try, I was the only one who stuck up for him saying, hey, look, oh, yeah. <laughs> just because he chose Zach Williams, let's not let's not blame him. Let him have another pick. It's fine. Like, it's no, not his like, fault. Tough luck. He knew. Nah, it's got overruled. Completely well, fine. Well, it's like if you pick a forward. Move on. doesn't matter. Um, Sicily went the round after that, which yeah, I think is fantastic. That's a great, that is a great pick. 12th round, if you're looking at Sicily, that makes sense. Um yeah, I threw Cruz on the bench round 13 just because I knew the guy after me wanted him. And then he put David Swallow on his field, and I was like, damn it. I was hoping to get David Swallow <laughs> the next round. So he can't. I screwed him. He screwed me. And we pretty much hurt each other's team at that point, I yep, believe. Yeah, uh, pretty silly. So, sabotage. At this point, I, we, I made a decision to literally just leave the rucks. Um, because there was no one left of value that I thought. The only one that I really wanted was Zach Smith, and everyone else had already chosen a ruck. So why would I just go out and just grab a ruck? You have one on the bench, so I just didn't feel the need to. Um, really, you're surprised? So we just—I'm looking at Chris's notes here. He's surprised. I went Parish over Kernow and I Stringer. I am. Maybe Kernow, sure, but I actually don't mind Parish this year. I'd I rather mind, someone well, playing in the midfield. I don't like these forwards. Well, Stringer and Parish are probably going to be saying very similar roles this year at the same club. So nah. Uh, just based on the fact that Stringer is uh, has a bigger body, he's been in the system for a lot longer. Um, All right, so I'll tell you where you're wrong here, Chris. Well, uh, I, know, I know he's got guns. No, no. <laughs> Darcy Minigun Parish, uh, welcome to my side. A, he looks good. B, he's playing midfield, and I think he can take that next level, right? And B, I don't have any rooms for douches on my side. I've already got Shaw, all right? So I'm douched out. Um, I am not having a stringer in my side. I mean, we are professionals here, Chris. We're not a high school league. Okay, <laughs> stringer, you can get the. I didn't. Out I didn't want. To, I wouldn't have gone stringer anyway. But I just. I was surprised that you took him um, when there was others available. That's all. I, I mean, Charlie Kernow, man. Like, I. I actually really. Yeah, look, him it as is well. probably a little bit early. Why? Um, look, and then I went O'Mira because I needed that. But look, let's get down to controversial. Controversial one. I knew uh, no, this some is, of you. This is all Ben's fault. It's not even Matt's <laughs> fault. So the, the guy that picks Goldstein because he doesn't know who he's picking. He also picked Zach Williams the round before, and we're yeah. all giving it to him. Right. So then, anyway, so we get. Let, let's set the scene here. Chris <laughs> needs a ruck. Right. Only had, one without well, a ruck. No, no, there was two. I think at this point, I think Witson. No, nah, Witson already gone. He had. Okay. Yeah. So look. Oh wait, no, he went two rounds after that. Yeah. yeah. So Chris and this other guy needed a ruck. They were both needing one. There was one good ruck. We left. both said to each other, we, "I'll grab one or the other. We'll just wait to the end." Like just as a, just to so say you know, but yeah. Oh, you did say that. Yeah, okay. we, I just right. went over and said, "Hey, it's between these two. Do you mind?" And he's like, "No." Nah. Okay. Like, so Let's Zach, just pick whatever. Yeah, so Zach Smith, um, pretty much. I knew. I looked at the what's left. You knew I was. Keen. I knew. I knew you, you were keen. I knew yeah, Stuart was keen. Was so it gets to this other guy, and then I yell out. I was like, "Get Zach Smith." 
it'll really shit these other two off. <laughs> and then everyone's like, do it, do it. And they're like, no. And he's, like, and he's like, Zach Smith on my bench. And we all lost in laughter. And you're like, damn you. guy that already has Goldstein, one of the most reliable super coach <laughs> picks of the last seven years. There's no friends. You can shut up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm now trying to trade with him to get Zach Smith. <laughs> uh, but we'll I, see I how I will that veto goes. that. We'll see how it goes. I will veto that. Now, Unless you get Cruiser. <laughs> the worst part was, like, I wouldn't have minded. I, I would have still had the option to get Wits. But because he went Smith... Then the other guy had to go wits in his next pick, which it forced me to literally go, well, now I literally don't have anyone, so... Yeah, I will veto any attempt to get Smith unless you come and get Cruiser. Um, yeah. Because yeah. I have a ruck handy in case yeah. you missed the, oh, the really? notes. <laughs> and you're... The uh, highest averaging player. Your forward a bit weak and your midfield's a bit weak too, so I thought, yeah, I could help you out, but no. Nah, my, my midfield is not weak. It's full of potential and flimsy knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I went with uh, Kernow at one fifty nine. Um, I was tossing up between him and Papley, um, but I you just went thought Kernow. I went Papley, and you got I so actually, angry. No, well, here's the you thing. So the I went Kernow. I, I went Kernow. I, I actually thought that Papley could probably average slightly more. However, I went Kernow based on the hype factor. So height or hype? Hype. Well, oh, both. Right. But I, yeah, people love Charlie and I love Charlie. You just wanted so those locks to go with Lambert. No one knows you who Lambert is. Lambert and the locks. It's That's true. what you wanted. No one knows who Papa is apart from you, who I told you about. And I thought that I could pick him up later, and unfortunately, that screwed I, me because th- two yeah. selections later, you chose Papley. Well, I didn't want Papley, but I'm looking around, and he's the only one left, and then you said some good things about him, and I was like, well, I do need a forward, so I guess Papley. Fair enough. Step into my lineup. Um, my last pick was Darcy Lang, and I think that he is completely underrated and a great draft smoky. If he gets Gibbs' role in midfield, because I think he's the number one candidate. I honestly think that he has everything that Gibbs has and could even be better, but he only played 18% mid-time in Geelong, and he's an inside midfielder and has elite numbers, and he's in the junior footy. If he gets that role, which they're both very uh, quick. I mean, you know, Lang's not as tall yeah, as in the And in the 18-man squad, too, he went real late as well. So, yeah, he went um, with my last pick. So I think, yeah. you know, why not? Give, give him a little bit of a whirl. And then, uh, then came to my ruck selection, um, which I picked up at uh, 189, and I went with Sandy. So I figured, look, worst case scenario, he's fit at the moment. Um, he's come out and said he does want to play every game that he can. However, his body's probably going to let him down at some point. Yeah. But last year, his actual figures were ridiculous. He only averaged 87, but he had an injury-affected score of 12 in the back end. Um and he had, I think, seven tons out of his other ten games. I think it was like six out of nine or something. Yeah, or yeah something, something like that. that. So he actually scored really well. Um, so I'm not upset about that. I mean, if when I went and looked, um, Gold Coast play uh, four of their first five rounds at... Uh, sorry, Gold Coast. Freo uh, play four of their first five games at home. One of them is actually an away game that's played at home because Gold Coast have the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Um, so that's an extra home game for, no- for nothing, which is fantastic. Um, and then the back end, they have a really, really good um, uh, Super Coach finals. Apart from the grand final, I think. Chris, he's flimsy. Game. Move on. No one wants to hear I'll about say, old man Sandy. Sandy's not a terrible pick if you get stuck. Keep um, justifying. So just go with it. <laughs> um, and that pretty much rounded out the picks in terms of where they went in our league. There was some stuff that happened on the. Yeah, I was forced to pick up like uh, Scooter Silwood. Yeah, you average. picked up some. You, I had you picked to. up Harley Bell on look, the bench. Oh, a, quick, a quick little wrap up with my side. So defense, I got Laird, Tui, Shaw. I think they're very reliable. They played yep. a lot of games. They score well. Johannesson and Hanley. I did jump early on Hanley. Um, I don't know why. To be honest, I would have preferred to pick up a speculative D five, but you know that's the way it rolls. 
sometimes when you have some drinks and you everything goes to hell, you kind of make some mistakes. Former Brisbane player, mate. That's what it is. You yeah. just got you're in love. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't <laughs> even have him on my standard side. So now I might have Can't to. Can't believe you like Hanley, but you hate Yo. No, I might have to. <laughs> oh wow. To be sure. To be sure. <laughs> to be sure. To be sure. Um, look, but I might even have to start backing some of my players in here. I, I like to do that. I'll put them in standard. So I might even have to put in Cripps, Ablett, and Danger. Terrible idea. I might load them up. Terrible idea. In standard. Back your boys. <laughs> yeah, Back sure. your boys. For good or for worse. Yeah. Uh, look, Johannes and Hanley. So then my midfield starts off really great. Danger, Ablett, Cripps and Wines. Uh, no, it starts off great with Danger, Ablett and Cripps and then falls off a cliff when you And then uh, Dom Sheed, who I think has a lot of potential. <laughs> Kobe Stevens, O'Meara. And then Scooter Selwood and Lockie Waller on the bench because I got a bit desperate. Yep. Paddy Ryder in the ruck, I'm happy with that. Uh, Wallace, Gunston, Papley, Parrish, and Akers. So, it's not yeah. a terrible forward line, but it's a speculative it'll, after it'll, Gunston. It'll work, I Akers, think. Akers, I think, might let you down, just so you know. It'll work. And then I've got uh, Cruiser on my bench and uh, Benel. So I put Benel last, and I'm hoping uh, he actually comes through with the goods because I could really use him in my midfield or forward line. Fair enough. Actually, no, he's only forward, so tough luck me. I have you uh, collectively, based on my, again, my predicted average, I've got you collectively averaging. 1895 for the year per game, which is including that's including captain score, just so you know. Lucky I got danger. Um, so overall, I think for the year, well, do you see what Chris Scott actually came out saying as well that um, danger might play a little bit more forward because, yeah, but Ab- I don't think that matters. He, no, he scores think, well as a forward. I think he scores well, but they're saying that Ablett's doing so well that he actually frees up Dangerfield. I love Ablett. I would have again, it's so, just been with Ablett, if you're, games, selecting Ablett if you're selecting Ablett. Don't worry. He's going to average well. Yep. He'll average your 120 minimum, in yep. my opinion. This he year. he However, just might not play every game. That's and the thing. So you're going on total points. If you're going for overall, it's a huge stab in the teeth. Yep, correct. And Punch if, in the mouth, stab in the back. And if you have Ablett, teeth. try not to get O'Meara. Yeah, <laughs> you can't carry more than one risky yeah, pick in midfield. It is not what I that's, wanted. Oh, everyone everyone picked up so much value that I wanted. Like, I thought I could get David Swallow. Even Stevens she... is really not guaranteed games. I mean, it's... All right, let's move on from my be... side. All right, All right, let's move on from the back end. <laughs> and I uh, I picked up from the back line uh, Lloyd, Luke McDonald, Stephen May, Andy McGrath, and Maynard is my speculative D5. Uh, moving into the midfield, uh, Matt Crouch, Rocky... McRae, Shuey, Coniglio, Dunstan, and Redden. Yeah, not bad. Um, I think way better than yours, but just saying. Uh, well, I mean, the speculative one in there is Dunstan. You know, he had a great back end, but he's sort of in and out of the team. Um, I think Redden is improving, but I actually rate uh, Sheed as more higher potential than Redden just because he's young guy. He's got more upside. Um, outside that, Sandy the Ruck, uh, forward line, Robbie Gray, Devin Smith, Kane Lambert, uh, unfortunately, Jordan Degoe. Uh, and this is before, I yeah. think it was the you, day you, before. No, no, you were picking him as he was getting he was, pulled over. He was drinking in preparation to get a, a breath test. You picked him up <laughs> as he was getting pulled over. Oh, uh, of course it was. I, I put the moz on him. You so, did? unfortunately, look, and, uh, look, he might still go all right, but yeah, how, uh, frustrating. Uh, Charlie Kernow is that, that one. And then on the bench, I have Darcy Lang. Uh, Nick Haynes, Mitch yeah, McGovern, and Weedering. I've already traded Mitch McGovern for... Who did I pick up already? Uh, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. So uh, just as a, a forward mid can swing both ways. I always like people that swing both ways. You know that's, not bad, that's not a bad pick there. <laughs> so, uh, look, so that's pretty much it. I think we've already gone through our strengths and weaknesses on those. Yep. Uh, so if we look at some... So this leaves some people still available. Um, so if we go through, I'm not really interested in like Liam Shields. Um, 
you know, I think he's kind of maxed out anyway at that point. Yeah. Um, some people that didn't go that uh, that may offer some value. You've actually already picked I've up already, Lockie Weller. I picked up Lockie Weller. I got rid of um, Picken. Yep. I had Picken on my side, should I say, so I got rid of him just because I think he's come down. He's getting old. I don't see him getting back up or getting that mid-time. I and think look, they're giving it away. With so. Lockie Weller, they didn't throw away pick two just because they thought, oh, well... Yeah, he'll, he'll have pick two. I needed a midfielder. He has value. They've got he to has play ups. him in the guts, he right? Ha- yeah. He, they, He's gonna be, he has to be to. playing in the guts. They have to. And he averaged like 70, so therefore he could go He's up. He's got potential. He, he might average up. 85. Well, yeah, and at best, I'm hoping maybe he might even go a 20-point increase to 90. Yeah, flat. I mean, it's it's possible. As a midfielder, He's got the highest upse- upside of, of Ooh, all the ones that you, you have. You haven't said the high highs today. No, no, I don't get high high very often. Chris, the fans, <laughs> the fans want the high highs and the low lows. That's because my team's pretty much low low at pick nine. Um, Luke Ryan didn't go. Will Hoskin Elliott's a uh, speculative pick, but he's there. Um, some rucks that didn't go. Uh, Tom Hickey, um, Tom Nichols could it could be an option. And Longer still available as well. Yep. Um, uh, Liam Jones didn't even go. I mean, he had some pretty good games there as well. Marchbank, I think, has some value. Harris Andrews has some value. Reese Matheson's been playing in the midfield in the intra clubs. Yeah, even Ben Brown could improve again, but I mean, it's a North player. But now, two I want to just have a bit of a, a, a chat about is um, James Aish, who uh, absolutely killed it in the AFLX. But um, I did mention in the um, Collingwood podcast that he was honing his skills as an inside midfielder. And I think it, he is a potential to play 22 games this year. I'd he's be surprised a horrible he inside midfielder, though. He's always been outside. He nah. needs the lucky hunter. He hasn't chips. always. The only reason why he played outside was because there was no room for him inside. His junior numbers were horrible. They're not That's, horrible. When they he played at Norwood, he was very, very horrible. Good. Not as an inside. They nah. said they actually came out saying like his percentage was nowhere near like. Oh, his disposal. Like, well, no, yeah. no, his. Average for like contested possession, so they're saying don't hire people that can't get their own ball because when you get to the AFL, they're horrible. But in the so, VFL last year, he was actually he was named in the best six times out of ten games playing inside midfielder, racking up dis- disposals. Yeah, and, and in, where, where, was he, contest, where was he playing again, Chris? The VFL, too. yeah, leave the Lions to play VFL, catch it, Aish. Right. Oh, better than playing the NFL, mate. I can tell you that. Oh, it's actually probably similar to playing in a Brisbane team. Uh, you know? <laughs> Yeah, see, yeah. see how you set yourself up for that one? It was really good. Yeah. Um, now, someone I want to highlight as well is Scott Lysett. So if Nick Nat doesn't actually come up, or let's say um, you have you have you pick Nick Nat, pick up Scott Lysett on your bench. Um, he actually averaged really well, even with Nick Nat in the team, um, at playing at, at forward ruck swing the year before when he wasn't injured. Uh, by all accounts, um, I, I definitely think put him above Vardy um, in, a, in a pecking order. And I think that he will average really well. Hit a few tons. He did have some low games, but he did also get injured and knocked out. I think he had a score of two in one game um, and got knocked out. So he had an injury-affected year that year of 83 average. So he could push that sort of 90 to 95 average as a, a ruck, even with Nick Nat in the team. So I think he's a cheap option. I'm even looking forward. If Nick Nat doesn't get named in round one, I'm looking at, at Scott Leister as someone that I can have at R2 even. That's as bullish as I am on him. Yeah, for cool. potential. Uh, yep, that's just fair. Just see, just in standard, um, see how it goes. It may, may really pay off. It could be that uh, sort of Sandy Wits combination of the year before. I don't think you can not go with Gorn, but you can definitely go with a cheaper ruck too if Nick Nat's not available. There are options outside of what everyone's looking at. So that's fair. Uh, have look, a think. Just just to sort of finish up, there are a few things like if you are playing a deeper man league, I'll read out some of the good picks we got late. Um, like we got these guys really late. We're actually really surprised. So the lesson we learned 
when we did our 10-man draft comp is... The mids are going to go. The mids are so shallow yep. um, that once they go, not only that, like these up-and-comers, they're usually mid-forwards and mid-defenders anyway until they become a defender. So you're not going to be left with many options once you get into that deep end. And you're looking at, like we worked it out, 396 players in an 18-man comp. It's, not to mention you're looking at... in the back end. Well, you're looking at 140 of those are midfielders. Like, yep. And that's that's crazy. So, look, we were, we were pretty lucky. We got Danger pick one, and then it came back, um, and then we were able to pick up uh, Parker and Robbie Gray, which was good. So yep. that was, um, like, pick 36, 37. Yep. And then, like, Couldn't 70... Couldn't believe Robbie Gray was yeah. still available. And then 72, pick. 73, we ended up getting Hanabry and Shuey, which is, like, yep. a steal. So What we actually we found, we, we had planned, because, I mean, think about it, there's 18 teams, and there's one Ruckman every team, but there's only really... 11 or 12 decent Supercoach Ruckman. So we were like, okay, well, from our next pick, which was 36, we need to get a Ruck. Yeah, we were looking at getting one, but then pick before, it, they kept going. Zach yeah. Smith goes. that, And so you, that's when you're looking at, okay, your best 11 have gone. Um, There's no point. What's the point in grabbing a ruck at this point? So we didn't. We just left it and yep. grabbed another midfielder, or sorry, in this case, Robbie Gray. Correct. That hopefully can average over 100. And this we still year. got Roughhead and Gunston and, you know, like Lang and stuff in the you know forward line as well. Yeah. So some good ones if you are doing an 18 man comp. I and actually really, uh, really rate, uh, is it Jake Kolejazny from Geelong? Yeah. Uh, I think he's had a stellar preseason. Really, so he's a good really one. Took, talked up by Chris Scott as someone yeah, who's going to be Yeah, and he's on our bench, so he's like really late. We got like Mav Weller as well in our forward line as a late pick with Lang. Like, there's so much value there. Aish. We didn't pick a de- a defender until very, very late and still picked up Pittard, um, Pittard. Pittard Biggs, and Mullet uh, uh, before we had to really go shallow. Um, and we definitely have the strongest midfield in that. Huge. In Danger, that Parker, Hannes, Shuey, Duncan. Yeah. Hunter, so, we got Hunter. Yeah, we did pick we up Hunter. To, we're like, should we get Hunter? We, we actually picked Hunter. him. We actually picked him at overs, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon and then someone commented <laughs> us yeah. in a message going, damn, you're going off Hunter. And we're like, well, we needed him for shits and giggles. So, look, I think uh, that the, the theme out of that, uh, from that was an 18-man snake league. Yeah. Um, uh, if, you're, uh, if you're first pick or wherever you are, um, one of your first or out of your first two picks needs to be a ruck. I think that's yeah. Otherwise, we yeah. Otherwise, yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. Basically, but it depends. You need to be positioned perfectly to get the best ruck. Yeah. Basically, because we otherwise were literally you're out of. We could we not choose da- danger. Yeah. And then we well, literally gonna, didn't get a, a next pick until pick thirty six. So yeah, it's not like I'm gonna go pick and like go and pick one and then try and get like. Dana's not going to last to win. No. <laughs> <laughs> not. Exactly, it's right? Stupid. So, look, so, you know, so we, it's, it's, it depends on where you sit. 18 man, that's, that's crazy though. With 18 an 18 man, was, man you just, it, I think it's a little bit ridiculous in you that need point, to know a lot went of, real early. And you need to know a lot of info to run deep. Like we picked up Aaron Young last pick, who from Port Adelaide yep. did average nearly 80 uh, when he was playing. He played some midfield and a bit of forward there. So now he could actually get quite a lot of midfield time. So he's he was our last pick. Like yeah. Pick 396. Aaron Young, so Can't keep an eye, there. keep an eye on him. Can't go wrong. So yeah, and then uh, I think any draft league uh, this year, if you're looking at it, the mid is shallow. It's very real sh- there's shallow. a lot of value forward and back, but there is not much value in up and coming pure mid. Huge, mids. huge value in the forward and back line, like Motlop and Aish and you know, like Pittard and all those guys. They're, yeah. they're they're lower down. You've even got places like guys like Stringer that went really late. I mean, yeah. again, could average eighty plus easy. Yeah. So don't worry about that. Really get into your midfield. Or if you want to get one or like like one or two key defenders, sure. Yep. But otherwise, load up, and then when you start to get around, like you know the uh, Whitfields and and the Cochins and stuff, if you have enough already in your midfield, then start to move on. Yep. Uh, that would be my recommendation for now, sure. My, something I want to touch on, and I touched on with Ben as well, just before we get out of here, um, the value picks of your trade bait. So he picked up Cruiser purely as trade bait. The only value that Cruiser has is for two reasons. First of all, if he does go really well. 
then he increases his trade bait. But he is at maximum level right now. I don't think you can hold Cruiser, and he's going to lose value the longer you have him. So as soon as he starts averaging during the season, he's not valued at what he was last season, and your trade value goes down. So if you pick up anyone as pure trade bait, you have to trade for them before the start of the season. Yeah. May I recommend it a 10-man comp? Probably don't pick up Ruck as a trade bait because... I'd be lucky to get a David Swallow for him at this point, and you're looking at a guy that averaged what 75, 80, yeah. 85. It's yeah, that's because he's got wit. So and he's the guy, like, well, the, the I, guy that I, I you're lose. training with doesn't even want him. He's like, yeah, he's like, well, I might pick up ten points there, but then like you know, Swallow could average a hundred. And at the moment, like it's speculative because everyone looks at upside. Like, oh, Swallow can go yeah, upside. Everyone's like, oh, it's upside. Fine. Swallow will go a hundred, but and then like, Cruiser, Cruiser oh, he's coming down. You'll come to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. Correct. And then your trade value is gone. Yep. So as soon as he starts playing, he's going to lose so his value. Now I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hold him and loophole him because which he's not gonna do anyway. Who are you gonna vice captain, bro? Everyone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have to vice captain. I can just. Gonna, you're him. gonna be vice captaining Laird. No, I don't even have to vice captain anyone. Doesn't matter. I got danger. So look, I'll just put him on my field. Yep. I'll just put I'll just put Scooter on my field and then just take the um, take Cruiser. I'll oh, just, you can I'll just, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, do I'll that. clear my bench stuff yep. here. Yeah, fine. Cruiser, fine by me. He'll be he'll be my extra one hundred eight midfielder. Hey, there oh you yeah, go. sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, just just uh, be careful with uh, with trade bait, and uh, if you're gonna ha- if you have it, you gotta trade it before, unless you think it's someone who's gonna increase. But then you're just riding a gauntlet, so um, be careful with it. The gauntlet, yeah, a gauntlet. Gone. <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. Uh, I accept. <laughs> yeah. So look, sorry for the. It's been quite a long podcast, but for those, this one's particularly for drafts. I hope we've given you a few, a little bit of insight uh, as far as strategy uh, and different things to get, to do. Uh, definitely have a look at your notes. Come in with a strategy. Make sure you have backup plans, like I said, uh, because you don't know what other people are going to pick, and they can really try and throw you. So it's those that get less rattled. Yeah. Don't don't pick players at, like. Well above yep. overs, because then you you leave yourself with gaps in your team down the track, like Ben has. Yeah. Well, not only that, but <laughs> at, at my position, you're kind of trying to, you know, down the. If you are pick six to ten, you're looking for holes in the list. So if people leave, like you picked up a McRae because people weren't really valuing him and they left him. So then yeah. you're going, oh, well, there's a good value pick here because someone else left him. People are jumping past him, so you got a good value pick. Whereas yeah. when you're at the top, you're kind of making your decision first and then other people are jumping around yeah. you and then you end up with sometimes good value. Well, Jack McRae went after Gibbs. Yeah. What the hell? So, anyway. I mean, again, he hasn't listened to the podcast, so... Yep. you can Look, with the knowledge that we've given you, you should be well ahead of your counterparts. And if you haven't, again, I can't stress enough, we are talking pages and pages of info. Yep. It's free. Like, I don't want to twist your arm, but seriously, look at the stats and help. Even if you just print them off in different just sections. Have them there. Forwards, defenders, rucks and mids, print all different pages, which is what I do, and then I just flick through and cross out the names, and then you just keep sort of flicking between and then going, oh, who's available, who's available, bang. Yep. And we did that online. We both had our list last night doing the 18-man comp. As people were picked, we're crossing them out, so that way we know exactly who's other, available. Other than just scrolling yeah, down. Yeah, instead and of seeing, scrolling, because yeah. good luck trying to scroll and scroll and go, oh, try and look for value. You're looking and then you, at look, your, you finally get up to your pick, yeah. and you've got to go up, and it's already been taken. So <laughs> then you, you know from your pieces of paper who's available, who you can jump for, and then you just type in their name and go, jump, done. Yep. And it's the easiest way to do. Like, seriously, uh, all hop on Twitter and see some of our comments as well. We did post our 18-man squad as well. Yep. Uh, 18-man league comp, so 22 players, and I thought we smashed it. So yep. I think we did as well. Two good minds in that one. Cheers. Maybe you should help pick my, stand, uh, my normal side too. My, um, the 10-man That's man not cup, happening. The 10-man <laughs> cup. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should have, yeah. <laughs> we'll just pick together. What's the next best pick here, Chris? Yes. <laughs> so, look, from that's from that's it from us at this stage. We are now going to start recording some of the AFLX and some of our uh, feature 
comments. Yeah, we're so, going to go into uh, a bit of positional podcast as well. Um, we'll probably do a, a pre-JLT and a post-JLT just to see where the value really was. Yep. Um, and so we're going to go through rucks, forwards, mids, and defenders and pick our favorite from those uh, from those available at the moment with their pre-seasons and how they've gone so Hit far. Hit sure, number one. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, thanks again for staying tuned. And until next time, this is Supercoach Insider. Cheers, guys. And now it's done.